The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Today's guest on the Mike Wise Show is a unique man who takes the expression, keeping it in the family, to an entirely new level. Here's a hint. His son is a Max NBA player, and our guest is his father and his agent, and he's coming right up. But first, Darlene, it's all you. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Thank you, Darlene. Today's guest isn't a wise-ass, but he is a wise man. You know, one of the longest-running current TV shows is called Family Guy, which could also be the nickname of our guest. He's Terrell Harris of Long Island, New York, a longtime NBA agent who has represented Hall of Famers like George Iceman Gervin and Lynette Woodard, as well as current Philadelphia 76er Tobias Harris. And oh yeah, he also happens to be the father of Tobias Harris. Welcome, Terrell. Thank you for coming aboard. Before we even get to anything, I just want to say um, you, you're the head of Unique Sports Management International, correct? Yes. Yes. Have you have you ever represented any media people? Because I need an agent at this point. Things oh, are not no. going well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never represented media people. Ah, see, Stephen A's bringing in ten million a year. You 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 got to get in that. You got to get in that business. You know. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, a nice, that's a nice that's a nice chunk to make. <laughs> um, Tor- Torrell. Uh, Terrell Harris is obviously the father of Tobias Harris. The, I, so many times throughout uh, my my journey covering sports, um, while I've heard some incredible stories of supportive parents, I heard I've heard even more stories about helicopter parents or people that just are are just hanging on to their son's coattails or their daughter's coattails and they won't let go. Where do you find that balance? Where do you where do you find that balance as a father and as somebody who's representing your son in business? Well, um, well, for me, with my with my children, I have six children. I have four uh, sons and two daughters, and my goal was to get them uh, scholarships for college, get them to college, so they can get a college degree and um, and to get a jump start on their and get a you know good jump start in life so i didn't um i hear about what you're saying about parents like that but i really never came across with parents maybe because i was so focused on um helping my kids and other disadvantaged kids uh coming up through our aau program so um so kind of like that's how we just me and my wife went about just you know looking looking trying to help our kids get advantage um mm-hmm. in life and then and then in the meantime um our kids wind up we train them so good we got them, you know they got they worked so hard they did all the work they did all the preparation we just kind of was 
behind the scenes, you know, help them along the path. Yeah. The, the people don't know, uh, also, if they don't know, Terrell's other sons, Terry and Tyler, respectively, will be playing for the Sixers and Cavs G League teams. Terry just signed with the Sixers this weekend. Do you also represent both of them? Yes, 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 yes. If, and, if, you, don't, uh, if you don't represent your children, are they allowed to come home for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's like they can pick whoever they, you know, want. Um, but nobody's going to work as hard for them, care for them as as I would. And so they recognize that. And um, I'm so happy for uh, Terry because um, each one of my children have different paths uh, to the NBA. Tobias, you know, he had a um, he had a more, uh, I'm not going to say easier path, but he had more of a smoother path than Terry did where, you know, Terry went to three different colleges, coaches, they didn't know how to play him. He was playing, he was a shooting guard. He was playing a power forward because he's a great rebounder. and He's um, extremely strong. And so to see him uh, continue to keep his confidence and keep working as hard as he has, I mean, the kid works four times a day, um, mm and never gave up his dreams, even when he went to a lot of adversities in the different colleges went to. And then to see him um, to be able to sign with the Sixers, a player of the G League, that to me was just as, that was probably more, I was more happier for him than when Tobias signed a $180 million contract because it showed that he kept his faith, he stayed grinding, he stayed believing, he stayed to, you know, his goals that he wanted to try to receive. So that just, and to see the smile, the, the, the trillion dollar smile he had on his face when I told him that the Sixers wanted to sign him to the G League, it was, it was, this is what you want for your kids. That's all I could tell you. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and that's not a, that's not a monster deal. That's something that's uh, obviously going to pay him well. But until he really proves himself at that level and he's called up, that's that's when the money gets good. I get the sense that I get the sense that he's very appreciative for this opportunity. Yeah, my kids is kind of is, is different from maybe some other kids. They it, they love the game of basketball, so it's really not the money. It's really the is reaching their goals that they set out to to achieve and. And like to Terry, it was, it was it, it, they play for free if they had to. Tobias would pay for free. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's not about the money. It's just like Tobias in particular. He wants to win an NBA championship. Um, and then George Gervin always throws in his face. You didn't do nothing, Tobias, until you're a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> <laughs> did he so, grow? Did they grow up? Did they grow up with the Ice Man? With your when did? Pardon my ignorance. When did you start representing George? Uh, George. Well, I started representing George when uh, he went to Chicago Bulls. That period okay. when, yeah, when he was in transition after the All Star Game, when uh, he lit Michael Jordan up at the All Star Game and played on opposite sides, and then um, then he wind up going playing with Michael um, in uh, Chicago. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. That was the end of his career. I, yeah, I, I just true. remember. I just remember when I really got into the NBA as a kid. 
there was an all-star game in which Gervin had this cuff dunk and they would be playing in the background when they're going to commercial low rider get a little and i'll be like oh my god if i could do a cuff dunk I'm, my life will be made uh, and, uh, and, I, and it's amazing how people don't even know George nowadays that are you know from from the from a, a different generation, but um, he was he was a special player. Oh yeah, George Gervin was an unbelievable scorer and and um, unbelievable person off the court as well. You know, like George, it's kind of George. Um, you know, he was my mentor when I was a kid of. Uh, when I was 13 years old, um, his best friend and my sister dated, and that's how I met George. And then um, that's we've tremendous. Close, we've been close ever since, and um, you know he used to always give me, um, you know, you know things that I need to watch out for, and don't fall in those traps when I was young. And so he was like a big brother to me. Um, so I always appreciated him. And then later on, he said, I did estate planning for him. And then he liked the way I did the estate planning. He said, man, I need you to represent me. And um, then I just got involved and represented him. And now he's an ambassador to the NBA. So yeah. um, it's great. It's just he's, 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 as, he's the coolest customer can be. I mean, if, um, if, if, I always say, Kevin Durant, I say, like, man, you remind me of the Iceman. And he goes, really? Like, he got excited about it. And he goes, yeah. but I, I, because I don't have that finger roll, though. And I go, you can add that to your game. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm telling Kevin Durant, he needs to add something to his game. Yeah. Uh, Terrell Harris is my guest. Um, he and his wife, Lisa, are native New Yorkers. All of their kids are athletes. Um, and beyond the beyond the money beyond the representation beyond all the things all the joy they brought to people they played in front of being grateful and giving back to the community is something they've always stressed with their kids um i, I feel like when i read the stories about tobias and uh, even if this wasn't sort of a renaissance of social conscience among athletes and everything that's happened with the nba and in, and their ability to speak out whether it's controversially um, against China or for it, the bottom line is they have a freedom of expression. I get the sense that Tobias, even if we weren't in that era, even if we were what I call in the maybe Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, uh, don't say anything to alienate your sponsors era, I think that Tobias would still be that guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Tobias, he has a great heart. Um, one thing, Tobias, uh, when we had our AU team, we had a lot of disadvantaged kids that was on our team and we used to pick them up and, you know, and a lot of them were living the projects and um, Tobias or he would go up there cause they was his friends. He was like going at homes and, and he seen the, um, the different lives that they had versus how he was living. And a lot of, a lot of times that struck him us, uh, that's, you know, set a core within him. And he always said that, um, you know, when he get to a, a position in life of uh, giving back, that he will always do that. And I always, and my wife and I always told him that, um, you know, when God has blessed you, that it's really important for you to, to try to help someone else as less fortunate as you are. Otherwise, you're just being uh, selfish 
on the blessings you were God and you're not trying to help anybody else. And uh, so Tobias understands that and he's, and, and that's a core with him that he takes that he wants to touch kids' life. Um, and, and even though uh, an athlete did touch his life, um, and it wasn't, it was, a, it maybe wasn't in the giving back that he had, but it was, you know, it's a bit of motivation uh, piece. Uh, one of the most, most, one of the stories is a very uh, touching story to me was, uh, was Michael Jordan uh, came to New York, uh, played the Knicks, and it was the last time Michael Jordan. Uh, was going to play against the New York Knicks when he was with the Chicago Bulls. We're, talk, we're talking 1998. Or no, yeah. We're talk, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I had good seats. I took all my kids to the game, but Tyler and Terry, uh, Tyler and uh, Tobias to the game. And um, so then I got them, you know, I got them hot dogs and everything they want, cotton candy. And I said, what else y'all want? They want everything. So <laughs> I said, and I said, all right, good, good. They're watching the game. It's a good game. And then, and then, the, then towards the fourth quarter, uh, Tobias says, "Oh man, this is so great! I, now I can't wait to meet Michael Jordan after the game." <laughs> and I was like, "You can't, you, you can't pull that off." And I was like, "Oh wow!" So okay, so first thing I was thinking about uh, two things. I'm like, uh, "Well, how am I get past security with them?" And then secondly, uh, "How am I gonna get close to Jordan?" So I was like, oh, brother. So the rest of the games, I'm thinking, how am I going to pull that off? <laughs> so, oh, brother. So anyway. Um, wait, wait, wait. I, you're, I, you're, you're, you're the Iceman's agent. You can't just pull that card? Yeah, but the guard security was really tough back then, you know. All right. No, I was yeah. there. I was there that game. I know how tough those guards yeah. were. So, the, the, so the, anyway. the big ball guy, James, he would have yeah. killed me if yeah, I didn't yeah. have my press pass. Well, I'm glad you said that because so I knew James really well, and I, <laughs> and I brought my two boys down. I said, James, man, you can't give me a hard way to go on this one. You gotta let this go. And he, let, when I said that, he said, okay, Terrell, go in. I'm gonna go, go. You can go. So he let me in. I'm like, okay, thumbs went up. Yeah. Okay. Now Jordan comes out, and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's Jordan's on his good day today? I hope he's not like okay. So he sees. So Michael sees me. And he says, he says, T, what's up? I'm like, you're my man, Michael. <laughs> and then he let me, and then I said, I went, oh. all people, all of then I went in there. I said, Mike, my kids want your autograph and picture. He said, no problem, man, T, I'll sign them. And he signed them and everything. And then uh, we left. And then we were halfway down the parking lot. Tyler said, oh, dad. Michael, I forgot that he didn't sign my card, my other card. Oh, like, no, I no, no, he's not that kid. <laughs> I had to go back to him again. And then Michael said, no problem, he signed it. And then they were, then my kids was on a, they was on a high. It was the greatest oh, thing. I did. Well, you, know what, you know what the greatest thing about that story is? The moment Michael looks up and he said, hey, T, what's up? Yeah. You were a bigger hero to your kids at that moment than Michael yeah. Jordan will ever be because he's like, wait, wait, my da my dad knows my oh, this is incredible, and yeah. uh, I just yeah, I mean that, that's a great story. That's 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 tremendous. I would tell you a similar story except my mine is taking my son into the Wizards locker room and and uh, shoot, um, 
John Wall giving him a high five. And, oh, God, where's the Polish center? I'm, 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 I'm blanking now that played for the, with the Wizards. Uh, anyway, the uh, bottom line is he got his armband. That's not the same as Michael's autograph. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but that yeah, that's great. And that, um, I love that story. When you say – when you say kid disadvantaged kids, you're talking about kids who are um, in the projects. They don't have a, they don't have any uh, spare money. Uh, they probably don't have any money to even pay AAU fees um, to get in because my child plays AAU. I know that, that it, it's not a whole lot of money, but with the travel and everything else, sometimes they expect you to pay for uniforms. It could, it could get you out of pocket. You, you're saying you help these kids out. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we definitely um, you know, a lot of kids were like uh ten years old and and we played basketball every weekend. So we played AU team about eighty games. We flew to Houston, Texas, Orlando, Florida, California and played. And I was more a uh, role model like a father figure to these uh kids. A lot of them didn't have fathers and a lot of mm-hmm. parents didn't have money. And so we took care of them. A lot of them didn't have clothes. You know, I bought clothes for them, took care of them, like they were my, like they were my sons. So everybody, every kid that played within our organization, I treated them like they were my sons and didn't treat them any different because um, they needed that, um, needed somebody to, to be there for them, to listen to their problems, listen to what they're going through and try to help them out of, of you know, some of the difficulties, peer pressures that they were dealing with in schools yeah. and everything. And so, um, and Tobias is really good. He got to listen to a lot of kids and what they went through and what and versus yeah. how his life was. And then, and it's, to me, it just, um, it strikes me so hard um, to see how Tobias, uh, yesterday he gave a, a million dollars out. Um, I saw that. Organization. And, it, it just made me want to cry just to see. This was in Philly, right? Yeah, this is Philly yesterday. Just to see him, how he just just uh, feels like he wanted to touch so many kids' lives. And this is what it's all about, you know, mm-hmm. when you're blessed like he is and to try to touch, you know, our youth uh, lives um, in any way possible. And his is a uh, focus on literacy, um, some focus on um, – Childrens that that don't get a good meal, um, you know, like See, we get meals, and you know, See, that, that, well, I was going to say real quick, um, Terrell Harris is my guest today. He's the father of Pistons Tobias Harris, along with many other <laughs> players who happen to be his children. I would say I read this story that Bruce Bernstein, my producer, sent me in the Detroit News. And it, it just says everything. You guys, two years ago, you guys are helping to hand out 500 turkeys at the Imperial Fresh Market on Detroit's West Side. Everybody, know, everybody that's from Detroit knows what the West Side is like. And it, the whole notion of, I mean, I love this quote. It says everything to me. We always teach all our kids that you're blessed to play in the NBA. When you have a blessing, you can't just say you're living your dream and be selfish about it. It's all about giving back. It's an expectation. It's like waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth. It's mandatory. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows that it's about basketball, but I try to make it about life too, because there's nothing greater than giving back. Um, When you don't get to a destination, when you get rich, you use it as a tool for other great things. And clearly uh, one of the reasons I brought you on here and uh, is because 
I, I know what you're about. And look, I know LeVar Ball, good dad. I'm sure they're charitable too. I wanted you on here because you, you don't do a lot of these interviews and you have a message that people need to hear. Yeah, well, that's, that's, well, that's too. It's, it's, it should be mandatory because, um, you know, like God gave us his blessings and, and, I, and where I feel, where our family, well, how we came out, we appreciate the blessings that the Lord has given us. So if, if we can't help someone else is less fortunate and we're just going to take our money and live our lavish lifestyle, then what are we really accomplishing? Are we really doing God's work? And I'm happy for Tobias and not only Tobias, all my children, um, that they want to give back. They want to help out the less fortunate. They, they don't want to like, okay, I got my riches, but I don't want to help out another person. It's like, um, interesting story. Uh, if you're walking down the street and then if uh, someone comes up to you and says, listen, I'm hungry, I'm starving, um, can you feed me? Now, if you walk away from that person, if you say, hey, God bless you and walk away and you got you got $1,000 in your pocket, then what kind of life are you really living? But really, I feel like where I teach our children, like, no, you should, if you got the... If you got money in your pocket, you're supposed to say, hey, where do you want to go eat at? What do you want to eat? And take that yeah. person and, and feed them. And it's all about giving back, helping the less fortunate. And and then I, I just feel that that's something that we as and our family, we stress hard to our children. And then to me, it's a really, it's just a extremely uh, 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 overwhelming blessing to see Tobias, the magnitude that he um has done that to give a million dollars to all these organizations that are working with our youth and literacy and, and all the different programs that he's touching and helping youth in, in the Philadelphia Philadelphia area yeah. and, and even in the Florida area where he started programs yep. uh, when he was with the Land of Magic and in the New York area where he's um, got programs going on and um so it's just it's touching it's a it's a tribute to him or who who he's about what he's about as a human being and um that's ultimately that's what you want your kids to to grow up and 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 do in life of being caring people so so i'm extremely uh, uh excited um happy for him and not only him, but I'm happy for all my children as well. Yeah, well, I can't. The, the next time we do this podcast, I'm going to do it in person, and we're going to get Tobias and you uh, sitting side by side. I think the stories will be incredible because he'll probably give me some dirt on you that 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 I don't have right now, and it'll be it'll be incredible. I, I will. You will not be. You will not come away the unscathed man that you are today. He will have some dirt on you. Is that correct? Um, man, he'd probably say I work him too hard <laughs> on the basketball court, but, yeah. but you know, you know, you, you know, you as a father, you're there with your children, you're trying to push them to be the best, you know, um, and, and it's, it's a commitment when you say, um, you want to be the best, um, uh, as a human being, and it's a commitment, you want to be the best and, and doing something that you love. Sure. And and I always um and that's kind of how I really 
went with my kids because I um and honestly is yeah. my approach was I did it for I didn't have a father that was with me. My mother raised six kids herself. Your, mom, I, your, your father left early, or your father? Your father just he just. Mom, no, my mom's left my father. <laughs> yeah, okay. Your mom left your father because he yeah. was either abusive or something was going on. Yeah, so she left, and basically, I always said that if I ever had kids, um, I promised the Lord that I would be the best father I could ever possibly be. Mm. And then, you know, I, know what's great about that? I'm just going to stop you for a minute. You know how many people can't break that cycle? You know, I mean, they their father leaves. And that's all they know is they don't try to do it, but subconsciously something in their, in their head says, uh, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. And that's what my dad did. And the fact that you, you broke the cycle says something, you know, I know you talk about your son about, says a lot about you. I just want to salute you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I, um, you know, I pleaded to the Lord one day, um, that if you ever gave me kids, that I won't, I won't be the best father I could possibly be. And uh, he gave me six kids. It's kind of same kids that my mother uh, has six. So, uh, and I'm just thankful to the Lord. He blessed me uh, to be there every step of the way with all of my kids. You know, I also represented mm-hmm. my daughter, my daughter Cecilia, who went played at St. John's, and then she went overseas and played in Slovakia. So. Pretty much. Which, by the way, which, by the way, as you know, pays better money than the WNBA. Yeah, 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 definitely did. <laughs> definitely yeah. did. So yeah. it's it's all everything is blessing, you know, able to um, it's a it's a blessing to see your yeah. kids. We've been giving back um, within my company um, that we had um, when I was doing a, a sports apparel or. I was a licensee with the NBA and NFL first. Yeah. Um, I was there a licensee in 1994. So I had a lot of uh, merchandise. And every year we used to give a lot of merchandise to the, this event. My wife is a San Franciscan. So every uh, every other, every Saturday once a month, we go to down uh, by the shelters and I will bring a lot of jackets in the wintertime, clothing to the, you know, people who are in the shelters and so forth like that. So, mm. and sometimes I brought my, we brought our kids too, and then they got to see, you know, how people didn't have, didn't have homes, you know, they were living in a shelter, they have no clothes, and, you know, we talk about those situations with them, what they're going through, and, and then over the years, you know, how, they took notice and of people who are disadvantaged. And so it comes to a point in Tobias, he has his program where, where he wanted to do to touch people's lives. And then and Terry has his program, Tyler has their programs, Tasia, she has programs. So, and then my yeah. younger daughter, Tori, they see. So we, we try to, you know, um, those are the things that we instill in them and, and and thanks to the Lord that they they took on those experiences yep. they witnessed to uh, do their, do what they're doing. Did you ever meet your father or did you know him at all? Oh, my father, yeah, I knew my father. My father was a tough man. My father was real tough. My father says, I remember my eighth birth, I was eight years old hmm. and my dad says, well, son, 
you're eight years old. I said, yeah, my eight years, you know. He says, guess what? Now you're a man. Now you're on your own. What? Yeah, my father. Yeah, and and that point on, my father really uh, meant that. He and he carried it on. He treated me like a man from that point. He don't be. I don't ask him for no money. Don't ask him for nothing. He treated me. But if you're in his household, he took care of you. If you was in his household, feed you or whatever. Yeah. But but other than that, he yeah. And so when did he live? But I mean, did you have a relationship with him up until he died? Yeah, I did. I had I had a relationship with my father. So there, had, so there had to be some forgiveness on your part. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't really I really didn't really uh have any animosity to my father, uh be honest with you, because in my life, uh where I looked at it, he came he uh my father taught me how to be a survivor and I'm I was kind of mad at the at uh mad as a young kid, but as I got older went to college and then I said, Dad, I'm graduating. I know you're gonna give me a nice present. He says, Your present is your you graduated. Good luck. You know, so but right. that's just how he was because as he told me years ago, he says, My parents told me when I was eight years old, I'm a man and I'm passing out to you. But uh Did you you didn't my, did you did you raise your kids that way? Uh, no, I didn't raise my kids. I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not saying, look, I'm not judging because I'm a parent now, mm-hmm. and I, but I feel like, I feel like there was in that back in the day, there was a generation that sort of, you grew up a lot faster or you, and, and now I look at some, I don't know how much percentage of kids are living at home off their parents. I get that there's a balance there, but I still feel like you need that love and nurturing even after that. And he doesn't have, yeah. they don't have to take care. They don't have to spoil you. But I feel yeah. like whatever it is, a hug, telling telling your son you're proud of him. My, you know, my, yeah. my father said to me, he goes, my father never told me he was proud of me. He goes, I want to tell you I'm proud of you. And um, and, and that meant a lot to me. And my dad had tons of flaws. I got I had a lot of issues with him. But the fact that he would say that was to me uh, a big deal. And it's it, and whatever. I'm I, I'm not gonna play therapist. You 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 had your life and it you turned yeah. out fine. I, I had to yeah. forgive my father for some things because, you know, that's yeah. you know, I, I was angry. Well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes we can definitely get angry. Uh, but my father did tell me, you know, he was proud of me, so um, he definitely told me that a lot of times. But you know, my father used to tell me a lot of wise things. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that always stuck on on, on me. One thing that he said. Uh, well, you know, when your back is against the wall, just remember success is around the corner. Ooh. So, so he was, you know, my father was like a person who was like, uh, I can honestly say, uh, he taught me how to be a survivor. And um, that was his mission, uh, could have been one of his missions while he was living because he was hard, but... I was able to deal with it, um, and I never really, um, I don't really ever, never didn't dislike him or fault him because as I got older, I said to myself, well, golly, I'm glad my dad was like that to me because it made me a survivor to uh, mm. where, where I am today. If it wasn't for him treating me that way, I wouldn't have been a survivor running my my sports business. 
Um, you know, I wouldn't have been a survivor raising my kids, six kids. People say, how are you going to raise six kids? Like, I never waver about that. I never worried about that because I was already groomed by my dad to be a survivor. And so, well, and he also, he also showed you by, by your mom leaving him and he wasn't in your life as much as he could be that you wanted to be there for both your wife yeah. and your kids. And, uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, you look at all the, uh, you you look at all the players in the NBA. One of the things Grant Hill was on the show um, not too long ago, and he you know I asked him about you know he always hated it that because he had a better upbringing than a lot of kids in the NBA, especially African American kids from really poor areas. That they they almost looked at him like, well, wait a minute, you don't have enough street cred. And and then and he said to me once, he said, you know, when I dunked on Alonzo Mourning's head. I'm in that playoff game. Did did I have any street cred then? And he goes, I hate that because all of us, especially black people in this country, you know, you want to strive to get out of the neighborhoods that you're in and get the education that you, you, you didn't have as a child. And my, my, my parents did it before my generation and you should be penalized for that. No, we should look up to that. And I think that um, while there's a, there's a stubborn pride among a, man, a lot of NBA players, especially uh, young black players that my father wasn't around. My mother raised me. If you had, if you, to a man, if you asked every of them, would you, have, is that what you wanted? They would have said, no, I would have liked the father in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely like the father in your life, you know, but you know, sometimes things happen and um, you know, and the Lord, he, you know, he blessed me to be in my children's lives in a big way. So, um, so I'm grateful for that. And that's how I look at it. You, know? you, you keep talking about the Lord. You have a strong religious faith. I can tell. Was that, was that imparted upon you by your mother or did you find that on your own with your family? And what, what, ch- what church really helped you or, or what, uh, well, what, my mother, uh, well, yeah. my mother always brought us to church. We raised up Catholic um, church, but I think it was when my sister, um, my sister Terry Cedar, was two years older than me. Um, she started going to Pentecostal, and then she started really um, telling me, you know, you 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 gotta, you know, walk with the Lord. You gotta, you know, you gotta put all your faith in the Lord. And then my sister, she passed away with leukemia. And, um, and, and, but I knew when she passed away, I was at the hospital when she passed away, I actually was holding her hands when she passed away. And then, um, but I felt, I felt the strength of her that she went to heaven and I had no doubt that she went to heaven. And so with my sister, Teresita, being a strong uh, Christian, it helped me to continue to, to strive to be, um, the best Christians I can be. I'm not perfect, um, but I never waver from the Lord and all raising my kids and my businesses and everything I do. I always ask God to guide me and to show me the way and to help me through all my challenges that I have in life. And, and by doing that, the Lord has blessed me. So from experience and testimony, I can actually say, all this is uh, everything that's happened, and all the things I've claimed that I wanted to accomplish in this world. Uh, I know it came from the Lord because I asked for it. He blessed me, so 
I'm basically, when I say thanks to the Lord, I'm appreciative of I knew where I come from because I'm a kid from Harlem, New York, and my mother and my father moved to Los Angeles expecting to raise me in a better uh, position. And I wind up uh, living in Watts, when, especially when they had the Watts riots going on. Yeah, how and, how old how old are you, Terrell? Uh, right now I'm 60, 61 years old. So you were right in the middle of uh, the, the Watts riots at that point. You were you were a I, child. Yeah, I was a child. Yeah. And we see you. We used to see, yeah, right there, right when we see all that. So, so I'm really lucky to be alive today to even be speaking to you on the phone for what happened back way back then. You know what I mean? Mm. Because it was violence, gunshots, everything. You know, it was just a, yeah. it was a, it was a war that you hear about in Vietnam, but we was having a war right there in the, our communities. Yeah, um. The, Tobias signed for 180 million. Um, I, personally, I would have said if he gave that million away, you, I would tell him you only got 179 left. Be careful. But <laughs> but um, do you do you take the regular? I guess that when I was talking, when I was dealing with agents a lot and covered the NBA for the New York Times, I think the the going rate was you got four percent of your clients' fees. Is that what it is still today? Yeah, it's four percent. Yeah. So is it? So you do you get that four percent? Does Tobias hook you up, or does he say, "Dad, I, I you know, you're my dad. I'm going to give you. I, I need a cut rate. How does that work?" <laughs> I don't know yet. I haven't asked him about that yet. <laughs> well, all I know that's a great is, conversation. Yeah. I, I, well, you know, I know if I have other people that I represented, I try. You know, I would get four percent. But you know, and what Tobias, you know negotiating the fifth highest contract in the history of the NBA, uh, she should give me 4% and a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the fifth highest contract. I, I didn't know that. That's the fifth highest contract in the NBA. That's crazy. Yes, yeah, the fifth highest contract in the history of the NBA, and it's the highest contract ever that's been negotiated by a father for a son in sports history. I, I mean, I wouldn't even call you if I, I would say you're a great agent who just happens to be his father. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's just, that's like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but I think that that's tremendous. And the, the great thing, forget about no, most of us will never even know how to spend 180 million, especially if it's invested right. And, like his children's children's children won't have to worry about going to the best schools and having a, having a life that shoot all of us want for our kids. That's the part that I, I love about those stories. And, and, and unlike the NFL, you can't just cut his ass and, and take that money back. <laughs> yeah. Well, the most important thing is, yeah, what most important thing is our company, you know, we are, um, you know, we, we help put Tobias in a situation where we have great financial planners. So we prepare him for the long term of his career. So he won't, you know, when you hear statistics that 77 of uh, well, professional NBA players three years after they retire of National Basketball Association, they're broke. So we have, you know, put Tobias on us. Uh, you know, he has a budget. He has a plan, and it's you know the plan is we we, we negotiate over 
$300 million is the career, we want to be able to say, hey, listen, you know, when he retires, he has about $250 million saved up. And in order for that to happen, we make sure that his financial planners uh, put him in a long-term plan that prepares him so he has, he has all his money plus interest and um, he's in a good financial position when he's retired, 36, 37, 38, 39 years old. And when he start, and, and then we try to prepare them for their second career while they're pursuing their first career. So these are the most important things that we strive with the sports management international. We, we have known to get our players money over the years, but getting the money is just not, it's, that's just, that's something we've been doing, but can we, how do we make sure they sustain that money? So when their career is over with, they're like, now they have a lot of money. Now they can really start their career. Most people really get indulged in their career when they're 37, 38 years old. I'm telling you, you're me, you representing media people like me is your next, that's your next hurdle. That's your, that's where you're going to really get the money because think about it. Even though I never got past NAIA ball and, and I was like, I only had like a sorry ass 12th man at Notre Dame dunk in the warmups. The bottom line is um, the bottom line is think of all the players going into broadcasting. You, that could be your neck. That, that's like, a, it's a windfall shoot you know like tobias if tobias wants to become like uh you know the next tnt guy i mean shaq and kenny ain't gonna be around forever let's be let's be honest um yeah so so i think that's your next i i'm just throwing it out there i'm just throwing it's not selfish because i want you to represent me okay it is but but part of that is i want you to get other players too yeah well you know we try to Tobias, he's uh, he got, he went to the school with the NBA Player Association broadcasting school. He took classes there. See? Um, yeah, he took classes there. So, um, so he's a, he's good. He did the NBA Combine one year where he was an analyst um, on ESPN. He did an I, re- I remember that. Yeah. So we set him uh. up for that. Um, it, it, you know, those are different uh, things that. He probably would want to do um, down the road, but I think uh, uh, what he speaks to us a lot. He likes to uh, have his own charter school, uh, more or less like George Gervin has a charter school in San Antonio, where George Gervin has 1,400 kids in his charter school that we have that we established. Barbara helped his sister help put that together and work with George to do. Yeah, and, and I think Tobias really want to get to a point where he wants to have a charter school and really work with uh, do you. So. Yeah, uh, Terrell, do you know, and by the way, if anybody hasn't been listening this long, they should, is, is Terrell Harris, the father of Tobias Harris and five other children who are doing very well in life. Have you dealt with Kathy Barron's at all from the NBA? Um, she's the president of social responsibility and player programs. Oh, no, I have. I, I got to hook you up with her because yeah. you're right down. I mean, she's the one who like uh, finance or at least got the NBA to finance the trip to the Congo where Dikembe Mutombo and many other NBA players uh, were part of building a hospital in Cong- Congo because D- that was Dikembe's dream. I, I think oh, th- th- this is just a natural because she's she's all in that area. And Tobias is he, he's I can tell already he comes from a legacy of 
uh, uh, people who give to others uh, more than he gives himself. And I think he'd be great for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you two in touch. And, um, and in the meantime, I also have one request of you now that you've given me all this time. Um, you, the next time we're at a 76ers game together, you have to get me to meet Tobias. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, definitely. after you buy me the cotton candy and the popcorn and everything, I want to meet <laughs> Tobias. I want to meet Tobias here. Cause I, I know a lot of the players, but I just, I'm, you know, he's been one of these guys. He's still a young player. I never gotten a chance to, aside from a scrum of reporters, I never got a chance to come up to him uh, on my own and I can do that, but it, it's, it, you, you lend it a lot of credibility. Billy. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, like the, the things that we do for Tobias is like as a parent, I, I have the blueprint for other parents that have uh, uh, kids that could be professional pros and they don't have to go and, um, you know, get, find an agent to do the deal. They can come through me and I can help them um, doing the same process I've done. We have the whole blueprint. We have a, a great staff that can guide them and teach them the whole business aspect. So, yeah. and I, that's what I think parents should be more involved The kids. Some, you know, because there's a lot of uh, educated parents, a lot of smart parents, a lot of parents that uh, are not educated, but have street smarts and understanding. And, uh, so, um, but our, our company, you know, we're a, a full-fledged uh, sports management. We manage the lifestyle of athletes. We you know, we do we do the contract negotiation, we do the financial planning, we do the community service, we do career counseling, we have brand endorsements, and we we have marketing strategies that we try to set out oh, for them. So. You're, pre- you're preaching to the choir on all this. I'm sold, and I'm thinking the next step for you guys is to sit down and write a book, Father and Son. This is what the young fellows need to know. I think it's you you you've really set a precedent here. And excuse me, it's just, it's great. And I, I don't know. I just really want to thank you for coming on. And I mean it, I'd love to have either Tobias on talk about both of you guys. It's just a great conversation and it's uh, it's refreshing given all the negativity in this world right now, the, 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 the things you're doing to help others, uh, just incredible. And, and I just want to thank you for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Definitely. I'm, I'm definitely just speaking to you also. Sure. All right. That was Terrell Harris, father of Tobias, who at some point will get his father an NBA championship ring as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I expect that this year. That'll be, (laughs) I like the sport. You know what? I like the 76ers going to the finals. I like the 76ers and either the Rockets or the Clippers. But I, but I, I got the sense that the 76ers, that whatever process that was, man, it's it's the process is the NBA finals right now. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say about that, Elton Brand, he he they they're going to get name him executive of the year this year because the team he put together and me and him talking and working a lot of things out of uh, the culture of the team, um he put a, a, a unbelievable team together, a great guys. And uh my prediction is uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the L.A. Clippers um, in the championship. Philadelphia 76ers, L.A. Clippers. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a great final. Well, that's a star-studded final. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. All right. Uh, that's great. Thank, thank you, sir. This is tremendous. 
and I will uh, and and I look forward to speaking to you the next time. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Many thanks to our guest Terrell Harris. We certainly wish his son Tobias good luck and good health this season in Philadelphia. Terrell's an incredible role model for Tobias, and Tobias is a tremendous role model for other athletes. So heartwarming when athletic heroes like Tobias turn out to be even better people than they are ball players. Thanks to my producer and partner in crime, Bruce Bernstein, and our ace editor, Ben Wolfen, for putting everything together and making me sound like a combination of Liev Schreiber and James Earl Jones. <laughs> Please check out all of our Pure Hoops media shows, such as Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt, which drops each Thursday. The Pure Hoops podcast with BJ Armstrong and my friend Eric Newman comes your way each Friday and Catch and Shoot, which drops every Wednesday. I'll be back next Monday, and our guest is scheduled to be, yes, NBA Commissioner Emeritus David Stern. You'll not want to miss that one. I've got tons of Stern stories. He knows me. He's probably got more dirt on me. Until next week, aloha, hasta la vista, and see ya. The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.